Our business is our business. Gayatri and Aparna looking at women entrepreneurship beyond funding, sharing expertise, experiences, and tools to grow your business. Hi, I'm Gayatri, and I'm Aparna. Welcome to our show. This is episode number twenty-six. Hiring a new CEO. We know that having founded a company organization. the founder takes it to a particular level and then there comes a time there is a need for a ceo whose job is to take the company forward the organization forward from that moment on the founder for whatever reason chooses to hand over the organization to the first new ceo today's episode we're going to look at some of those challenges that face the founder when onboarding this first new ceo that's right gayatri and uh, th- this is a tough thing uh, you know even for a founder to find the right ceo in their mind and uh, what we have seen right is that invariably there's a group of people who come together advisors investors and so on you form a committee define the job description saying this is what we need publicize it and slowly but surely the responses start coming in there are friends who refer candidates saying hey you know what so and so would be a great person to mm-hmm. uh, take on this role and uh, of course the committee comes together and you have you know levels of interviews and so on mm-hmm. and then post that sometimes and quite often in fact what happens is there's radio silence right you don't hear uh, any more what's going on and you realize after some time that after a couple of months uh it's kind of gone back to the drawing board uh there hasn't while there has been a lot of activity going on the yeah. decision as to the next ceo hasn't really happened either because uh the committee has found that candidates are not suitable or the founder themselves is not happy with uh you know the kind of people that uh that are there as options for yeah. them yeah and we left wondering right what happened to that person huh. okay, okay good good and then then this person and that's you know it's all dead air after that yeah you know? yeah so um so what do you think i think what what going on behind the you know uh, the curtain so to speak uh, of this process and 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 i'm using the word curtain because a lot of this process is opaque to the rest of the organization and even some of the advisors very true very true it does happen uh, i think one thing is uh, you know the ceo's position especially mm. is the one that is possibly closest to that of the founder yeah. right and it is a critical one so what actually is expected when you're hiring a ceo is that this new person is going to take over mm. the operational running of the business mm. uh, which means somewhere that the founder needs to then step back yeah. right and kind of hand over the reins to this person so it is a position of trust mm. uh, so the founder is required to one trust another individual with something that is obviously very close to their heart hmm. and at the same time uh, you know the founder can't also be helicoptering in the sense and watching and you know checking and so on the founder needs to step back 
I think that is possibly one of the um, biggest reasons why this decision is so difficult. You know, yeah. just the fact that, you know, you need to let go and make it happen. It's almost like, uh, you know, and to use a very traditional Indian example, you're trying to find a groom for your, you know, youngest daughter, right? Yeah. Who's so yeah. close to your heart and no boy will be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It will not happen. So, and even if she gets married, you will find fault with that boy. It's a little bit like that in hiring a CEO, especially for the founder. Hmm. So that could be one reason. Yeah, remind me to tell the story a little down the line. I will. Okay, so what happens? So, you know, uh, how does this process become so fraught with issues? Uh, and it doesn't seem as straightforward, right? No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You would think it would be because you have a job description. Yeah. So you know the kind of person you want. You have uh, trusted colleagues who are part of the committee. You have friends that are referring mm. you. But still, mm. something doesn't uh, click there, right? Uh, so what is how the uh, kind of founder is viewing uh, any new candidate and the, the degree of trust that's required? And uh, I have seen... Uh, a couple of things in my career in HR, uh, which happens across levels in the organization, but especially when we're hiring for more senior people, hmm. you know, where the responsibility that person is going to hold is much higher, is yeah. that uh, bias kind of comes in. And oh. bias is not a bad word. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So bias is not a bad word. All hmm. of us are guilty of bias in some way or the other. It's simply yeah. that I have a value system, so mm. I believe that the world and the people in it needs to function in a particular way, right? Mm. And that then becomes my bias. So especially in hiring, when I'm hiring people, and uh, for the listeners, this applies to hiring at any level, not necessarily mm. CEO. One is mm. the first bias that comes in is bias because of appearance, right? Mm. Which is also known as the beauty bias. Mm. Yeah. And so when you meet someone who's really, you know, very nattily dressed, is physically fit, pleasant to look at, good language, ability and all, there is a chance that you might get kind of, uh, you know, uh, blown away by that mm. uh, and forget to test for capability. Mm. Yeah. So we just assume that someone who looks good and uh, speaks in an impressive manner will automatically have the other competencies that are required, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you remember this, uh, uh, what was that case, uh, that lady in the US who was running that blood test company? Theranos. Theranos, right? Mm -hmm. Theranos, to a great extent, the investors possibly fell victim to this bias, Gayatri, I'm thinking. You know, because they saw, they heard her kind of partial background, saw, you know, she speaks well, she turns out really well. And she had this whole style of wearing only black turtleneck sweater kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and she just blew everyone's mind with that. And awesome. nobody went to actually check what's going on in the organization. Hmm. That's, a, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. So the next bias is a, called the confirmation bias. Yeah, where... Uh, I have a bias and anything the candidate does, 
whether positive or negative i use it to either give credit to that person or discredit the person right mm-hmm. uh, so for example i had one person that i used to work with in my corporate stints right and uh, that person believed that he should only hire candidates from small towns yeah his logic was yeah yeah his logic was that people from small towns are more committed to working they'll be more reliable uh they are not likely to suddenly leave and you know want to jump uh positions jump from one role to the other right mm-hmm. so if a candidate turned out to be from a small town anything that they said or did was uh you know give given a positive spin in that person's mind mm-hmm. similarly if a person turned out from to be say from uh, delhi or mumbai or something they would reject the candidate for similar reason but then you know position it negatively so uh, what if uh, you see you're seeing from that filter hmm. right yeah. and then you use it as confirmation that see see i told you i was right yeah this person will not be a fit yeah. one thought came to me like if the person negotiated high that small towner is ambitious if the city person negotiated high that person is like just too greedy <laughs> exactly and justifying saying that the small town person might actually need it more dependence etc etc without knowing the actual data hmm. and the last one which is where your story will come in gayatri i think uh, that we spoke about is going and looking for people who are like me and this is called the affinity bias yeah hmm. where i am able to trust someone who is like me so it could be someone who has studied in the same college as me or who is uh, from the same part of the country as me who has similar tastes oh. it could be the similar way of dressing or we move in similar social circles yeah so that that is the third bias actually uh, that comes up yeah so uh, i think the class the gender probably a good reason why more women are not hired is because we are not like many of the men who are in the hiring position very true so, very true yeah. Yeah. we will never be yeah, so it, it uh, you know any of the other discriminatory unconscious and conscious discriminatory practices probably come from that and how does all this contribute to the ceo onboarding right people who recommend and we have recommended people to a couple of roles in the past and then uh, been told oh that didn't go beyond the first or second conversation and then we check back and we find we're still wondering what is it that they were looking for originally mm. yeah so my story is somewhat kind of probably illuminating it was illuminating for me this is from uh, the treasure trove that used to be called the readers digest for a lot oh. of us for a particular age because yes. that was one of our key uh, views of the world right the world would be brought to us there was hardly much television very rare movies where we could see but this one was to land month on month uh, uh, at home to read and one of the stories which it remained in my head and when we talked about this topic kind of surface is this one of those single page stories right uh, mm. the image in the middle was of a outline of a woman hmm and the story was about this lady who had a baby and wanting to go back to work very common for a whole host of our listeners and our network right and um she was looking for a nanny and she took recommendations from friends family network she did a lot of interviews she went to agencies um 
and but she wasn't able to sign up somebody mm. people around her were like what's happening to you why is it that you are not able to find somebody i think uh, you know the skill set background etc checks out in for many of the candidates that you have been looking at and these are something mm. that we have discussed too what's happening then this lady went and reflected so one of the things was that she perhaps wasn't yet ready to give the baby to mm. another person second which was very clearly expressed in that story was she realized she was looking for herself in the nanny ah mm, that is the outline right so the uh-huh. people trying to fit them into that outline wasn't working it would never work even if it is your identical twin it will not work is what how i perceive this whole first new ceo hiring business the founder the founder's baby is the organization the business that has started up they have nurtured it through thick and thin with a lot of fights pain you know all of that and now here comes the other person bright breezy wanting to do stuff and mm. you expect the founder to hand over the organization to them yeah mm. now if we have counsel founders and you who have done it i have done it to say hey look for these things your organization needs this so for mm. example when uh, startup is like about 20 30 people strong and it needs to grow to 200 250 people you need somebody who has worked and built teams of mm. similar size or has the ex- expertise to bring on people or who can do that if it has to go abroad for marketing then you need those kinds of skills uh, mm. uh, from concept to productizing and rolling it out as a product to businesses and consumers there are so many skills that a new ceo would need your counsel saying look for those but most often uh, i think this reluctance to hand over the baby that is the, mm. the startup gets people to think oh this person doesn't fit Mm. to 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 local city doesn't have the country wide exposure something mm. that you get here uh um, you know just have for profit not for profit given whatever the experience that we talked about mm. and not understanding that a lot of these things can be learned on the job i recall once i have said you know hey uh, as a exiting founder you know you have had mentors and coaches similarly the new ceo can have mentors and coaches very Some true can be your own you know in that sense so that some amount of institutional knowledge is also there uh but ha ah, it is a tough road it's a tough call for a lot of the uh, startup founders um also i was also wondering when you're listing out the biases right uh these biases are there for almost every hire i think you know even if i'm hiring somebody is an intern somebody who speaks well then all will be mm. um, and somebody who can catch my lingo you know for us from 50 plus women and we know somebody who talks about 80s television or something then we'll say oh lovely i think that person will understand us very true but i think here i i think what is happening is that not only are those bias is brought into play it is also kind of eliminating people at that level who can bring in the slant that you need so for example in a smaller role you may say okay this person came from big city small city 
whatever um, and you hired let's say you hired with the buyer you agreed to the buyers of the uh, hi- hiring manager and said okay you want a big city person or you want a small city person go for it right you can say that with the ceo position i don't know if that would be a good idea also if as a ceo i have an inherent bias for a certain kind of person right and i'm somewhere in my heart not yet sure about hiring the ceo in the sense i know on paper i need to do it but my heart isn't in it yeah i might use this as a reason not to hire truly and i think that is the thing apart from all the biases it's like am i ready to hand over the baby and walk away i remember one counseling where i said you don't have to walk away you just redraw what you would do but it isn't enough somewhere you know the trick has to happen yeah to say it is better for the organization to have a new ceo than to have the founder hang hmm hmm so that is that so uh, in conclusion what seems to be something that we can leave our listeners with i think something that the founder can do hmm. is if they feel they are unsure about find a coach or a mentor for yourself and okay. talk through this process i mean that's a standard thing for us and i, I come from uh, a place where coaching has helped me personally even just a month ago i had a, i had a coach on board to talk about certain things that i needed to make choices on so hmm. we are all for coaches and coaching the next is also there are many creative ways right uh, to see whether this person fits or not um, hmm. one of the things that i say is go with a functional head so start your succession plan Uh, you have two or three people in your organization, or one from outside, who will take on specific key functions in your organization. So you don't have to kind of hand over all of it, and you work through it. Remember, though, that both the new income and the new person and incumbent who need require coaching and support. Uh, mm-hmm. The conversations, I can imagine, uh, the uh, difficulty in communicating, matching. styles i think that's one thing that you brought up in our research is that one of the reasons that the new ceo fit there is also a huge turnaround of that is working styles may differ very true yeah but that is something that may be needed you may need a different person to become your first new ceo different working styles okay so um try out so what we call a try out session maybe a six month or project um Uh, or something specific that you could try other than that what we say is that you have as a ceo you have trusted your coaches and your mentors hmm what's that process again hmm so that's that from us on this episode of onboarding new first new ceo and we draw the distinction right this is not for any ceo this is the first time that as a founder you're handing over your organization to what we call a professional ceo who's not a founder mm. uh, you know who's strategic who has the right network has got a lot not all a lot of the competencies that you need i think we start looking for all of them you're not going to find it <laughs> prioritize what you what the organization needs not what the founder needs what the organization needs and go with it so that's that from us here at hbob Our business is our business. Touching upon another critical topic for startup, the founder, and the organization. Thank you. We'll see you again. Thank see you. you soon.
Her business is our business. Gayatri and Aparna bringing you the woman entrepreneur, expertise, toolkits and stories of success beyond funding. Send in your questions and comments to listener at herbusiness.in. We'd love to hear from you.